You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. set a tone, the following intro has more F-bombs than normal, but it's for a movie that has more F-bombs than a Tarantino film. Listener discretion is advised. <clears throat> Submitted for your f***ing approval by the f***ing Midnight Society, we f***ing bring you a f***ing sci-fi slasher that's attempting to capture some f***ing Stranger Things, some f***ing Goosebumps, some f***ing Are You Afraid of the f***ing Dark, but rated R. Searching for a place to host a Halloween party, shitty dickhead teenagers Billy, Dallas, and Trish bully three young friends with real 80s kids on bikes vibes. Gary, Jack, and Miles while the kids film a homemade fantasy movie with Gary's older sister Samantha, Billy only stops harassing the boys when he seemingly takes an interest in Sam who becomes enamored with Billy. Due to Gary getting injured on her watch, the duo's rich parents ground Sam before leaving the siblings home alone. Gary compounds Sam's frustrations by criticizing his f***ing sister for giving up on her f***ing role in a movie so she can start pursuing a more adult persona that might impress Billy. While Halloween approaches with a f***ing teenage party eminent, aliens f***ing crash in the nearby sea. Yeah, eventually there's aliens in this movie. And then they crash the f***ing party. Alien slasher tropes unfold, but honestly, this thing is just R-rated for language only. I've never heard so many F-bombs from children. I am TCD Wit of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by Bradley. Hello. Chadley. Fuck space. And LeWayne. I mean, there was a part where they melted somebody, so it's not just the language. Just, yeah, that's true. That's true. Gentlemen, do you care to drop a few expletives about kids versus aliens? Well, fuck. If I was like 13 years old, this would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what fucking Spirit Halloween should have fucking been. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but whatever we're going to say about this movie... That is like the worst kids movie ever. They they had every opportunity to make that movie good. I'm genuinely disappointed by this film because Jason Eisner, who wrote and directed this, he was the producer on Turbo Kid. Uh-huh. And he directed oh. Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh-huh. This guy has done really high quality schlock before. Those mm-hmm. are both excellent, excellent B movies. Like I freaking love Turbo Kid. This, on the other hand? <laughs> yeah, and that whole first act is very sloppy. It really doesn't get going until it really gets going. When I first started watching it and saw it was clocking in at an hour and 16 with credits, like I was kind of one of those like, oh, man, they probably had to cut it because it sucked and it needs to move faster, which probably happened with this. I don't know if anybody really sets to go out and make an hour and 15 minute movie unless they have (laughs) to. That's a very short film. It's a little over an hour without the credits and stuff. So, yeah, it's with a post credit scene. No, oh, yeah, that's true. You guys remember that opening bit from Paranorman where the zombie is like walking slowly towards mm-hmm. the damsel in distress and she's like, oh no, oh no. And then like 15 seconds out of it, she's like, ah, oh no. 
Because she's like desperately flailing for more material before the zombie finally gets her. Mm-hmm. That happens in this yeah. movie unironically like three times. And yeah, <laughs> there's so many times I was like, wait, what? Through this movie. And that's not what you want. The the vomiting violence got me. Like that always makes me gag a little. And, I, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. I know it was like schlocky and it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Anytime yeah. like green goop or any kind of goop comes out of someone's mouth aggressively, I'm like, oh no, oh Jesus. Well, there was two different goops. There was the red goop to mm-hmm. fuel the alien starship, yeah. which was a skull. That was a skull, I, right? I don't know, man. It was a crystal skull takedown, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, but then there was the green goo as well coming right. out of their mouths. Yeah, and I think that was effective. Nothing else was effective, but that was effective for me. So bravo to whoever was trying to personally gross me out. <laughs> I, the, dude, there was just so many parts of this. I'm like, oh, that was meant to be a cool thing. Yeah, and that was yeah. gonna be awesome, and it's it's fine. Yeah, the concept is sound here it does yeah. feel mm-hmm. like it drew inspiration from stranger things having a very nancy and the kids vibe to sam and yep. her brother and friends billy is very much a very uncool steve <laughs> so yeah he's just, yeah, this, he's he's worse just an, than steve yeah he's just a, an 80s asshole i mean this is set contemporarily but it has a lot of the pastiche of those like i said kids on bike movies but well but yeah but like i mean he's not even remotely like deep as a villain there's a bit in the first third where you're supposed to have a different perspective maybe you're not but at least one one of the guitar one of the characters does and i'm like you you were there earlier when he came in and harassed everybody right you you were literally right there Wayne, don't you know how much attractive people can get away with what i mean i look Not at you and i know you know but yes. no no I, don't don't hold yourself back i look at you and i can see you're a man who knows what you can get away with with dreamy eyes like that <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> I, I think that's where like they could have fixed this is setting up the villains a little bit more like an hour and 15 is not a long time and that whole first act feels like three times they asked bill hey billy where are we gonna have a party tonight even though like it's already been dropped like three times visually or we know where the party's gonna be and they just race to that point you suggesting that they could have developed this more and it was mentioned earlier within this review if you were 12 years old and watched this you'd be like oh this is so cool i don't know who this is for i don't either yeah is this the kind of trashy movie that you throw on as a bad parent to try to give your 12 year old something cool to watch is that what this is supposed to be brad shaking his head no (laughs) no but like with this being an eisner thing it's like okay was this meant to be a parody or something but they play everything straight it's based off a short that he did for vhs2 Okay. Um, oh, that that VHS yeah, two uh, short is fantastic too. Slumber Party Alien Abduction. That's yeah, I, I enjoyed it, that's that very much. It's an offshoot of right, and it's it's a short. Oh so maybe no! That... What? But even like the scares in that were genuinely chilling. Yeah, these were unearned no most of the time. Way. What? Yeah, you just blew my mind, Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's just it. There's a lot of really interesting visual stuff going on. But after a while, I began to think, oh, you're you're hiding the zippers and shit mm-hmm. with these visuals. Uh, yeah. The sound design and the score go a long way to yeah. add mm. value to everything that happens in this movie. The, the composer yeah. on this, the, the sound designer on this, 
they did the lion's share of what is relatively good about this. And that's not to say that the acting is horrible because they are kid actors and they're they're good. They're they're still child actors and it and it shows For competent, yeah. Phoebe Rex though, who plays Samantha, is the best of the bunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could see true talent in her. She reminded me of a young Linda Hamilton Sarah Connor. And I imagine if she is given the chance, she could have a career ahead of her in action movies. Well, and and that was a, a wasted character element. They bring it up periodically, the relationship between her and her brother and how there's that, that gradual rift because she's getting in as a teenager and he's still hanging around with his guys, but they don't really do anything about it except mention it verbally periodically, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you, the, the sense of it is rarely there. It's instead, it's, it's the kid literally yelling, you know, you used to be cool or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and then an apology's shoehorned in at the yeah. end. Like, I know it's just been us two because our parents are pieces of shit, right. but we're good. It, it, it just feels like this could have been longer if they had used the time to establish some of the stuff that they're trying to establish. Mm-hmm. Like, this needed at least another pass through the script to actually answer questions like, why are we doing this? To, to everything. Right. Yeah. Just like... What What is the idea behind this? I mean, is it literally just like, we're going to make fun of 80s kids on bikes movies and we're going to make it like gorier and stuff? And there's a scene involving this one of the other friends, Jack, near the end. I was like, okay, well, there's a powerful thing that you did. Yeah, man. <laughs> but on the same note. I'm having, I'm having flashbacks of uh, Assault on Precinct 13 again. Like, ah, no! <laughs> but, I, but I was also like, I can't take the scene seriously. Like, I want to take it seriously because, oh, my God, they did the thing. But the way in which it happens, I'm like, this is all ridiculous. Yeah, I would love it to have been more ridiculous. Looking at Hobo with a Shotgun and Turbo Kid specifically. And knowing what this guy's capable of doing and what this title promises us, I really thought this was going to be a lot better than it was. And I I know we're sitting here, we're like kind of really going at this thing. I would have had, TC, I'll tell you this. I would have loved to have this budget to make a movie like this. Like, I think there are points where I'm looking at the the rubber suits on the aliens or the plasticiness of the sword and like, uh, okay, but there, there are genuine moments here. And I, and I think it's really in the second and mostly third act that do work. And yet yeah, maybe plays to my younger self and tonally, it doesn't know what it wants to be, but I, I do think there's bits here that are good. Yeah. I definitely think this could be a intro to maybe, maybe somebody that's younger and wants to get into horror, but doesn't necessarily want to get into the gore. Oh Yeah. But is along for a f bomb ride. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch this with anyone, Bradley? You tend to watch with your mother in law and wife. I'm wondering if if you indulged with this one with them. I did not. I didn't watch this with anybody. I did watch this during the daytime, and it was a struggle because the language, <laughs> the subject matters. What did the little kids say? I just want to see someone sucking fuck. Like, does <laughs> do people actually say that? It made me feel old, but then it made me feel confused. Like, wait, I don't think people talk like that, though. I I mean, Diablo Cody's amazing at these kind of scripts where teenagers have their own lexicon, even though that lexicon doesn't exist until Diablo Cody writes it, you know? And I feel like maybe the script was missing something like that. 
I appreciate actually how brisk paced it is because you know I'm watching it. It's light outside. I'm like, if someone watch, <laughs> walks got in, shit to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if someone walks in, sees me watching this, I'll be like, I can explain. Uh, um, uh, and that sucks. You know, a movie shouldn't be treated like that. So I just had all sorts of biases weighing down on how much I didn't enjoy this. Yeah, I I, I looked at just a little of this and I'm like, I don't know who the hell else in the house I could even watch this with if I wanted too yeah mm-hmm. i ended up watching the first half of it alone during the day while i was working on something else i mean i was watching it and then i caught the second half of it last night before i went to sleep so it was actually at night in a quiet house because everybody else mm-hmm. was in bed and i'm like i don't know how else i would watch this movie i want to acknowledge the respect i do have for this film i am sure impressed by the filmmakers for not just coming up with this movie but finishing it yeah. getting it to premiere at fantastic fest and getting it on shutter that's all really cool, and honestly, sure. it, it belongs in front of this specific genre-loving film fest audience and buried on Shudder. There's a pluckiness to this whole movie that I genuinely respect as far as midnight monster movies go, especially yep. film festival moviegoers. This is going to be a crowd-pleaser in that regard, but, 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 as far as a sitting-at-home viewing, I had a really tough time not looking at my phone. Yeah. The premise is sound, but this lacks the level of craft it deserves, and it sucks because this mm-hmm. could have been Attack the Block, but it's not. Right? The opening, this is not really a spoiler, um, and I don't know who anyone would think they were fooling with the opening of this movie, but it's very, the kids in this are making their own alien invasion movie or whatever the hell it is, and this movie has that feel. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out with your guys, and you, one of you is like, hey, why don't we make it alien movie? Yeah. And then you do it. And that's fine. Yeah. That's even a decent premise to start with. But you, you have to then put the narrative work into it to get it to work. But I, I'm not going to sit here and, and just continue to dump on this. No, no, no. Yeah, fair. no. Sure, sure. But this has an audience. I think yeah. it's it's something like the Red Letter Media Best of the Worst movie watching crowd, if you follow that. I say if you are that audience, yeah, sure, watch this. Share it and make it a cult hit. Maybe Paul W.S. Anderson will get $70 million to remake this and make it a better big blockbuster schlockfest. But Honestly, for me, this I'm just going to go ahead and give my rating. This is a four out of ten times I wanted to kick Billy in the balls. <laughs> um, but let's let's wrap into some other final thoughts here. Bradley, go ahead. Well, like I said, I didn't enjoy any of this. I need like hard-hitting story and lore to get over. I call it 80s violence because, you know, puppets being cut up for some reason grosses me out more than uh, green screen. Nothing against green screen. <laughs> But like, oh, my gosh, is how it makes me feel. I think my brain is just registering something's actually ripping and tearing, and that scares me. (laughs) Um, I loved the VHS short a lot. This is completely missing that element of no one's afraid of being alone in the dark. They're afraid of not being alone in the dark. And that's what the uh, short reminded me of, that old wonderful gem. I will say, though, I actually really did like Samantha, the character, as Phoebe Rex. We've all been there. We've been high schoolers that are like, am I hot? Am I lame? Do my interests repel the society that I actually will have to live in in two years? You know, and I thought she nailed that. There's not a lot of room in this film for Samantha as a character to grow because it's, you know, a schlocky slasher. 
And the way that it ends even made me more upset. And yes, I think I think that might have been the intention. It might have been the intention to be like, aha, how sad are you now, losers? The post credit scene, eh. And uh, I will say four out of ten UFOs. Luane. <laughs> um, I, I went up and down on this movie all the way through. Oh, that was cool. Okay, what are the what are they doing with this? Oh, that was kind of neat. Okay, what are they doing with this? And so my score will probably reflect that. I mean, these guys, they made another movie, right? Like, And they got it on Shudder, which is more than I have ever done. And some of this looks really cool. And um, we've all talked about Phoebe Rax as, as Sam. She's probably the best thing about this. So I hope she gets to do more. So instead of giving this right in the middle or below in the middle something comparable to what you guys did which would be like two out of five i'm gonna go 2.5 out of five because it gets a little extra for her this could have been there it just doesn't quite make it jed since you guys hate this movie so much (laughs) i'm gonna give it an extra point his spite point yeah yeah it is a spite point spite point there are better movies than this but there are way way oh, more yeah. worse movies than oh, this yeah yeah I, I i hope that's clear yes oh yes. yeah no i'm not i'm not saying you guys are evil or anything but i i it gave me some genuine moments again a, a movie that i could see myself making with a, a budget hopefully it'd be you know a little bit better written but i could see where they had to like pull back budget yeah. to make this thing work and pull back budget to make this thing work and that's kind of like where i feel like my personal career is at right now so that kind of gave me an extra like boost of like, I'm going to enjoy watching this. Yeah. It's during the day and I'm alone. This should have been watched with other people. Cause I probably would have had more fun, but you guys have all made valid points and I agree with all of them. I think I might've just been in a better mood watching this. I'll say six out of 10, what seemed like minutes past the appropriate amount of time to drop a cigarette out of your mouth as a sea captain who's losing his crew. Because <laughs> like for a while he's just sitting there like arr, 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 arr. and then shit starts happening and it's still in his mouth. He didn't have like the race stance, you know, like oh shit, Slimer's there. Right, right. Like it, it's in his mouth forever, and then it's just gone. Like he didn't need the nicotine that much. 